BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Six PM. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Terms apply. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Amal Shaw, Dustin Swedelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Sharp Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Over at VSIN.com, Adam Burke, who's going to join us in an hour, has got you updated on Major League Baseball's trade deadline. Make sure you check it out. Wes Reynolds is going to join. And we've got on Thursday our 2023 college football betting guide coming out. I got an advanced copy when I was on vacation and I have to tell you, it's ridiculous. It's just the information. Cause here's the deal with realignment and transfer portal and new head coaches. A matter of fact, I think it's Mackinnon who's got a whole article just breaking down new head coaches, new faces, new places. That is invaluable information. It's all coming out on Thursday, vcin.com slash subscribe for more information. We also have the summer kickoff special. I know a couple of my friends in Michigan mentioned they like to pay everything up front. They did just that 170 bucks through the Super Bowl that includes everything we do. Wes Reynolds is going to join us now. Of course, VEASAN host, you know, potentially the sharpest dude around. VEASAN tonight, weekdays, 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern time with Matt Humans at Wes Reynolds 1 on Twitter. They'll have full reaction as the trade deadline in Major League Baseball will have passed by then. But as we say hi to Wes, first off, hi, Wes. It's, it's great to talk to you. Uh, you've got three best bets. Let's go to the group, and I'll leave the other two for those that want to get the guide. I'll leave those as a little bit of a tease. But let's start here with Colorado State. You've got them going over four and a half wins. Hi, Wes. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, good to be with you guys. Uh, yeah, I do like the Rams over four and a half here. Juicy over minus 145. If you watch this team last year, they weren't very good. They went three and nine. Jay Norvell came in from Nevada to take over the job in Fort Collins. The offensive line actually gave up 59 sacks, which was the most in all of FBS. And they were the third worst scoring offense in FBS, 13.2 points a game. But they showed improvement, especially on defense late in the season. They get eight starters back on that side of the ball. They only gave up 20 points a game in Mountain West games. They also had a quarterback in Clay Millen, who actually led FBS in completion percentage, 72.2%. He's back. Torrey Horton, who might be the best receiver in the Mountain West, is also back. Uh, they have the two Pac-12 opponents early. They have Washington State and at Colorado. But I think the schedule is really manageable. Uh, you look at them, uh, there are four conference road games in the Mountain West are Utah State, UNLV, Wyoming, and Hawaii. Wyoming may be a little bit better, but everybody else kind of around there, I think, is they're either going to be favored against or coin flips against. And you get the tougher opponents where maybe you could steal one of these three at home with Boise State, Air Force, San Diego State. The Mountain West isn't really a conference where there's a lot of talent gap top to bottom. It's kind of just like, okay, who's the first-year head coach and who's rebuilding, and then you pick on that team, and that was Colorado State and then the spot that they were last year. Uh, Jay Norvell, I'm going to trust him here because he's done this before in the Mountain West. Remember, he went 3-9 and nine in his first year at Nevada, and then they went 8-5 and five by year two, so you can get rapid improvement in these non-Power 5 conferences, so uh, Colorado State over 4.5 for me. 
like the call there, and you mentioned uh, Clay Millen and uh, Troy Horton. Both of these guys are Nevada transfers coming along with Jay Norvell from Reno down to the fort. Uh, should be pretty effective season here for this team as they look to get things turned around. Want to switch to the Big Ten. Wes, I know you did a tremendous job of putting the guide together, particularly focusing in on the Big Ten. I want to start out West a little bit with a team that's had some success, not necessarily that goes in line with the talent that they have, but uh, P.J. Fleck and the Minnesota Golden Gophers have done a nice job over the last several years. How do you see the Gophers' season, and where do you come out on their season win total this year? Yeah, I, I lean. I think the number really is about right at seven when you look at Minnesota Amala. Uh, they get uh, the new quarterback. Uh, uh, Tanner Morgan is now gone, but also John Michael Schmitz is gone. Their offensive line star and then Mo Ibrahim is gone. So they're going to have to make a little bit of switch offensively. Kirk Syaraka goes to Rutgers to go ahead and take that offensive coordinator job. And uh, Kalia Kakmanis uh, did start five games at quarterback last year. They do have a transfer, Sean Tyler, 2,000-yard seasons at Western Michigan at running back. So I think they really like the pass catchers as well. But the strength of this team was the defense. They were fourth nationally in scoring D last year, ninth in total D. Secondary does take a little bit of a blow, and they're going to have to do better at rushing the passer. They were 118th nationally in sack last year the schedule is a little bit more difficult though for Fleck and the guys because they do have to play the crossover games against the East Division and two of those crossovers are Michigan and Ohio State plus they got to go to Iowa Kirk Ferentz is six and all all time against P.J. Fleck so I could see Minnesota taking a little bit of a step back I did not necessarily bet this win total I think I recommended the under seven in the guide I think six or seven is about right for these guys Wes Reynolds joining us here. Sharp money, of course, it's a big day coming up on Thursday, not just NFL football in the preseason, but we've got our college football betting guide dropping on Thursday. Go to vsan.com slash subscribe to check it out. I'll stick out West and well, we'll stick out West with the big 10 West. I think it was just a matter of time with Jeff Brom. As a matter of fact, the fact that he stuck around at Purdue that long, I think was the surprise, but he has moved on. And they kind of go opposite offense to defense with Ryan Walters. Now as new head coach there uh, at Purdue, you've got to win total of five and a half. You are bullish on this team. Yeah, I, I lean over here, Patrick. And you, you knew that Jeff Brom eventually was going to go home to the alma mater. And Jeff Brom, by the way, has been uh, talking big about Louisville this year. There's a lot of high yep. expectations for this team. So I lean with their over as well. But you're right. Ryan Walters comes in. He was the D.C. at Illinois. And they had one of the best defenses in the country last year. Uh, Boiler has kind of benefited from, I think, a relatively soft schedule. And then it really ended with a thud. They got blown out by Michigan. And then they got absolutely embarrassed at, by LSU in the Citrus Bowl. So on the surface, they don't bring a lot back. But I like the offensive coordinator hire with Graham Harrell, who, of course, uh, played under Mike Leach at Texas Tech. So it's going to be a little bit of a modified air raid. Harrell was last at West Virginia, by the way, as their offensive coordinator. Hudson Card from Texas going to take over at quarterback. Uh, they actually have a pretty solid running game uh, coming back, Purdue. And that's kind of been really very rare in West Lafayette because they haven't been able to run the ball because they throw so darn much with Jeff Brom. But they're going to want to run the ball a little bit more because people think air raid and they think just pass, pass, pass. No, they run the ball and they use a lot of screens and a lot of dump offs in the flat. So I think that there may be a more run heavy emphasis early. The defense, I think, could be very good here with uh, Walters and Kevin Kane coming in from Illinois. They're going to run a 3 4. Illinois did lead the nation in scoring defense last year, third in total defense. Very good outside linebacker core. Defensive line, though, is going to have some growing pains because it's brand new and they're relying a lot on the transfer portal. They got a road trip to Virginia Tech and you have to play Ohio State and Michigan, which is why you get that five and a half heavily juiced to the under. But I'm going to lean a little bit on the over. There's always one of those teams in the West that you don't think are going to be very good that kind of surprise. And I think it might be Purdue. You mentioned Purdue. Uh, this is an interesting team. You just talked about them. But the one thing that stands out to me in this Big Ten West is the lack of consistency for teams outside of Wisconsin. Wes, is there any team? Iowa's probably projected to have a pretty decent year because of the defense. Is there any team that people could look for to be a potential team to challenge Wisconsin in the Big Ten West to get to Indianapolis for the uh, conference title game? Yeah, Amal, you said it. I think maybe the only team that's going to be able to do that is Iowa, of course, with Northwestern having the, the late coaching change that they've had over the summer. 
Also, Nebraska, Matt Rule in his first year. Purdue has a first-year head coach that I just mentioned. I think probably Iowa is the closest. Now, the offense, the numbers aren't pretty. Cade McNamara does come in, and I think that that's going to improve them. And just based on what I've been reading, they really responded to him as the leader of the team. He's come in right away and been the leader. He brings in Eric All, his tight end from Ann Arbor as well. But not a lot that really dazzles you at the skill position. And the offensive line's got to be better. They gave up 38 sacks, and they're usually one of the best offensive of lines in the country but the defense even with some personnel losses I'm going to trust these guys I think that defensively and special teams they're always really good for Phil Parker and they were second I think in scoring defense last year and in total defense recall that they won seven to three against South Dakota State nine to six at Illinois ten to seven against Iowa State so they can win lower scoring games but the interesting thing is if Brian Ferentz is going to be able to live up to that contract that Gary Barta, who actually as of yesterday, no longer the Iowa athletic director, they gave him a slight pay cut and they're requiring his offense to average 25 points a game and for the team to win seven games. That That is really interesting parameters that they have set for this guy. But you, you know what Iowa is going to be under Kirk Ferentz. They're always going to play good defense. They're going to play smart, play good special teams. Lean over eight because they don't have to play Ohio State or Michigan this year. Quick question. If the defense scores, does that help Brian Ferentz's offensive numbers? Does that count towards that? Because that's very <laughs> crucial at Iowa. They're going to put up at least seven or eight touchdowns this year on the defensive side of the ball. I need to get the I need to get the contract and go over it with uh, with legal here to make sure that that's involved there because certainly for Iowa based on their offense last year it was it was just dreadful but I think McNamara at least is a legit quarterback far better than they've had the last couple of years probably the best guy they've had in the program since Stanley so I think Iowa's schedule is a lot more beneficial this year. Also, their special teams, they probably have one of the best punter-kicker combinations in the country, but you can't keep counting on the kicking game to win new games, and that's what Iowa had to do last year. Last one, one minute, Wes. We'll let you get back to prepping for your show. Do you like Fickle at Wisconsin? Kind of a low-key guy. Do you like him headed to Wisconsin? No, I really like him, Patrick, because I think he can recruit on a national level and bringing him in. And now he brought in Phil Longo as the offensive coordinator, which is going to be a culture shock at Wisconsin, kind of trying to run that hybrid of a power running game with an up-tempo, slightly air raidish attack uh, with Tanner Mordecai coming in from SMU. But I think Fickle is going to recruit there. They had to rely a little on the transfer portal with the late hire, but Defensively, I think they're going to be good, and I think he's arguably the most impactful new hire in 2023 in all of college football. No one's better. Wes Reynolds, host of VEASAN tonight with Matt Humans, trade deadline reaction, college football betting guide once an hour, and of course, the top 50 fast food restaurants. Wes Reynolds won on Twitter. Thank you, buddy. Talk to you soon. You, you bet, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. We're going to come back. Remember, Sean Payton went in on Nathaniel Hackett. We have Hackett's reaction next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com slash strategic. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money on a Tuesday, August 1st. We bid adieu to July, fellas, and we turned the corner. It's now August. I was just taking a look. So you've got the Hall of Fame game coming up on Thursday. Look, nobody's going to play. It's just aesthetics. The kids, what the kids say now, my niece and nephew, all they could say is a good aesthetic, a good aesthetic, Uncle Patrick. Well, it's just going to be nice to see football on the television on Thursday. And then what do you have? You got, uh, what is it, Navy, Notre Dame in Ireland coming up on the 25th, yep. 26th, somewhere in there. So 26th. we're getting in earnest, get going on the 26th as far as college football. We've got the guy dropping on Thursday. Make sure you go check it out. Uh, Adam Burke joining in 44 minutes. He's all over the trade deadline, Major League Baseball. Two hours, about an hour and 45 minutes until that wraps. Verlander, the big news so far today, and really the white whale. I mean, that was the big name. Who was going to land Verlander? Was Verlander going to eschew the no trade? He did. Back to Amal Shaw's Houston Astros. I'm trolling. <laughs> no, um, now, speaking of trolling, so Sean Payton, he does come across like the dude that's part of your squad that you all talk behind his back. Like you got to get energy <laughs> to deal with him when you go on a boy's trip or just if he's coming around the crib, you have to tell your girlfriend like, Hey, he's a little weird. He gets ahead <laughs> of his skis. He's, he's grading, but I, I promise he's a good dude. Like Sean Payton loves him from Sean Payton. And what's interesting about what he said, and I found this fascinating when I was, when I was on break, I'm sure you guys talked about it where he just went in on what happened in 2022 with the Denver Broncos. Listen, Nathaniel Hackett, you could tell from the jump, he was completely overwhelmed, never was comfortable in his shoes as a head coach. He was 5-12, and 12, so he was fired. No, he was 4-11, and 11, so he was fired with two weeks to go. He now re reunites with his BFF. Relationships are important, kids, with his BFF, with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. So Peyton turns around and says, Last year was a disaster with the Broncos up and down the coaching staff penalties guys, not prepared to play. I've never seen in the history of the league, a hundred plus years, a coaching job that was that porous and disastrous. Now you don't generally see unless somebody has some equity, like F U equity, like Peyton has, he's got a championship. He's coming back. He's feeling himself. You never see somebody taking shots. It's kind of a fraternity. But he did. Let's start there, boys. What was the reaction here on Sharp Money after Peyton dropped the bomb on the Broncos staff from last year? Well, Patrick, this won't come as a surprise to you. I absolutely loved it. And I'd like to see more coaches <laughs> do this. Uh, but the reality of it is here's why it's a bad move by Sean Payton. Two reasons. First of all, you play the Jets in week number five. And trust me when I tell you this team will have this as comments on their bulletin board the entire week. And then the other thing is, if Russell Wilson is a broke-down Fiat on the side of the road from 2002, which he appears to be right now, Sean Payton's going to have a lot to answer for in the offseason coming up next year. There was no reason to throw Nathaniel Hackett under the bus. We know that Hackett couldn't really coach or he wasn't that effective, just like Richie Kotite in New York. Nobody has to mention he's the worst coach in Jets history or arguably in NFL history. You just know it. So why go at a guy who probably or may not ever get another opportunity to be a head coach in the National Football League? 
Ever heard of Daryl Rogers? You're old enough to remember the old Lions coach there, Amal Shah. He's right there with Co-Tight as well. Um, I don't know if you believe in karma, big guy. Last year, Tim Patrick, you look at the fantasy review, you look at everybody talking about the Broncos, what'd they say? Patrick had 50 receptions in 01. He's going to pop off. He popped something as ACL. <laughs> then this year, Peyton goes out and starts dogging everybody. Yesterday, or was it today in camp? An eight, like Yesterday, an Achilles yeah. for Patrick. So he's going to miss the whole year. You honestly hate to see it. He's 29, so he's up there in age, whether or not he recovers from it. Um, your reaction to Peyton, then I want to hear what Nathaniel Hackett had to say. I, mean, I, I enjoyed that Sean Payton was willing to be honest and tell us, you know, the truth because there's, there was no lies detected in the quotes about Nathaniel Hackett in the USA Today article by Jared Bell. Like everything he said was spot on. And I think if we're going to hold coaches to the fire when they give us coach speak and they bore us to death, we also got to give them credit when sometimes when they give us some zingers like he gave us. Like, should he have done it? Mm. Depends on the perspective, because I think it was all a ploy to tell Russell Wilson, I've got your back. Maybe chose the wrong words, but I don't have a problem with him going to bat for his guy who he's linked to by taking that job in Denver and saying, look, it's not his fault. He stunk. It was the coach's fault. So I actually Wait, hold, on, no hold, on, hold, hold on. You don't think Peyton, when he was sitting on the wood at Nuggets games with Russell Wilson on his lap, had already a good relationship. You remember those two. Yeah, no. They're already best friends. But I think publicly saying it doubles down. It lets him know. Look, it's you and me here. It's it's I'm letting everyone know last year wasn't. And by the way, maybe Russell Wilson showed up and didn't look that good. And this is a way to push him over the edge and motivate him a little bit more. A little poorly. Because my guy was looking like me last year shopping at DXL. <laughs> well, first of all, here's the thing about why I have an issue with Sean Payton's comments. When USC wins yeah, out in so. recruiting, they're not worried about what Washington State is doing. No, that's so if you're point. Sean Payton, totally. why are you sitting here commenting on this, right? I mean, it's like, it just doesn't make sense to me. There's just no need for it. It almost seemed like the vitriol came from some place of anger as opposed to really going. Nathaniel Hackett, let me tell you, in about two more seasons, he will get back into witness protection in the NFL. Nobody will even know his name. I feel like Sean Payton definitely had like an extra monster energy drink that morning. And then it's out. almost like asking him all about his coworkers. If he's in the right mood, you're just, there's just going to be a lot of things flying left and right. <laughs> so you asked, you asked Sean Payton about the previous coaching staff. He's trying to pump himself up. Now, Aaron Rodgers came and said, of course, Aaron Rodgers and Hackett are essentially they're close in age. And Rodgers said, keep my coach's name out your mouth. Whoa. So he got all sunny Corey Leone on it. Now <laughs> no, we hear more from Will Hackett. Smith, more Will Smith. Uh, yeah. It was that or Serena Williams, because remember Serena said that to John McEnroe. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. He, as we were about to play Hackett, it's a minute. I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't expect it to be very alpha and I don't respect the Hackett response to be impressive. Do you guys have a read before we play it? I'll just say this real quick. The LA Times had an article about 15, 20 years ago that said Paul Hackett, his father, was the worst coach in LA sports history. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, USC, that, that did not go well. By the way, the Broncos and the AFC West over at DK, they are your third betting favorite at 550. The Chargers, of course, plus 340. And the Chiefs, prohibitive favorites at minus 165. Big guy, here's Nathaniel Hackett responding to Sean Payton. You know, I, I've been involved in this business my whole life, 43 years. And uh, as a coach, Not even possible. you know, as a coach's kid, uh, you know, we live in a glass house. We know that. We all live in different rooms. We all got a key for it. Dunk. And it's one of those things that there's a code, there's a way things are done in that house. And, you know, this past week, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating and it sucks, but uh, we're all susceptible to it. There are things that you do, mistakes you make. And it costs you time on the field, costs you your job, all those things. And I own all that stuff. I mean, it's that fact. I got no excuses. That's how we live here at the New York Jets. That's how we've lived everywhere I've been. No excuses. So I own all those things. And um, it's, it's unfortunate that that had to happen, uh, that the comments that were made. But, hey, they did. I, I'll tell you, I was probably more surprised that they happened now. <laughs> was definitely expecting them in week five. So I, I'm, I'm almost thankful uh, that we got that, you know, out of the way. We all understand where where, where uh, certain people Oof. feel and think. Well, that was a salad of words. My man got caught 
and it was he just kept on going an avalanche of nonsense. First off, homeboy's pretending like he was a fetus coaching in the NFL. Dude, you're 43. You haven't been involved since you were zero. Okay. And secondly, just come out there and take your comeuppance. Say last year was a disaster. I learned from my mistake. Don't even don't even give Peyton the assurance that he got to you. I know that you'll appreciate his forthrightness, but the idea that you would ever even acknowledge it, just be like, yeah, I don't even have anything to say about Peyton. I'm focused on the Jets. Let's go. Dude, you stole my whole rhetoric I was going to come back with. That's exactly what I was going to say. How about just no comment? Let's move on. Worried about who's everybody here in New York and worrying about that. I agree with you completely. I don't understand. Why even come back with a response there? Totally. And somehow Peyton has made the improbable possible. And that is nobody, nobody has feelings about the Denver Broncos. They're in Denver. You want to go watch a game mile high. You get some edibles. You feel me? Like there's nobody ever has had feelings. John Elway. Are you kidding me? He's the greatest quarterback I ever saw with my eyes. Nobody has feelings about the Broncos. And all of a sudden Peyton comes in with his grading ass and everybody can't stand him. And Russell Wilson talking about unlimited, unlimited annoyance. <laughs> I'm over the Broncos. What's their season win total? I think eight and a half or nine, eight and a if half. If it's nine, I like that under. If it's eight and a half, I'm off. Tender gritty. By the way. And they move the menu around on DK. I'm to That's find okay. Oh, Do you have a oh, response? Do you have a response? What's that? Has its own section it, now on the menu on, on DraftKings.com. Very easy to to navigate once you realize that. So the Denver Broncos are at eight and a half. Do you have a reaction to Hackett? Yeah. Why is he uh, trying to look like Robert Downey Jr. with a goatee that doesn't connect? Just think it's a bad it's a bad move to like. Hey, look, if your mustache doesn't just touch the bottom goatee. You're not meant to have one, bro. By the way, Patrick, you mentioned Elway. I agree with you on him being the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. That guy single-handedly ruined my childhood. Oh, here's beat the Browns three times. With. No, he's the best. I, and I know Cleveland. A sense of urgency in Detroit with the Lions. We're back. It's sharp money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Hey, Shaw, get ready with some air muffs because I have a thought on Jonathan Taylor coming up. But first, running backs. Nothing <laughs> dominates sharp money like running back conversations. Bet $5 to get 150 bonus bets instantly over at DraftKings. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Download the DraftKings app today. And new customers, again, it's 5 bucks. You get $150 in bonuses instantly when you use the promo code VSIN, VS. I N Demar Hamlin coming back from one of the scariest scenes we've ever seen on a football field sporting venue. Remember almost died on the field last year, less than a year. He's back at practice. We've got sound coming up as we welcome you back. Sharp money. I'm Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Top of the hour, Adam Burke, yeoman's work. He's doing a hell of a job with the trade deadline. Verlander to the Astros, Lorenzen to the Phillies. We've got more. And also the college football betting guide, which is dropping on Thursday, Berkey stopping by a brand new. Is it brand new a top 10 or did you guys get it started yesterday? Big guy. We've got the top 10 in the third hour as well. We, we briefly started it yesterday. I didn't really elaborate on the picks, so you didn't miss much. Okay. Jonathan Taylor needs to look no further than Amal Shaw's boy. And that is Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Saquon Barkley pretended like he was Le'Veon Bell and came back for 10 bucks in a slim gym. I mean, he got nothing <laughs> on that back end. They don't care about Saquon Barkley. He's a dude running backs. It, it would be impossible for me to disrespect a position across any sport, like running backs, like legitimately don't care about the player. And I'm not being a jerk about the human. I'm just talking about the player. You think about Jonathan Taylor and the little game and charade he's playing with the Colts. First off, he's dealing with a hothead and a weirdo in Ursay. You don't want to back Ursay into a corner. And there's been some vagaries about what's been said and whether it's the back and non-football injury. Here's the bottom line about Jonathan Taylor. 2021, one of the best running back seasons we've seen. 18-11, 18 touchdowns, averaged a whopping five and a half yards per carry. Last year, what happens? Injuries. 861, four touchdowns, 4.48 yards per carry. Duh. That's what happens with running backs. They get used up, abused, and they get discarded. That's what's happened with Jonathan Taylor. He wants more money. He ain't getting money. This could go sideways quickly 
Mr. Shaw. And I understand, listen, I know that you're going to name your kid Walter Payton and the next one's going to be Barry Sanders and you're going to name your girl Jim Brown because that's how much affinity you have for the position. But just this idea, again, we can structure the rookie deal and we can restructure how running backs are compensated. That's another conversation. That's another conversation. Given the current guidelines, Jonathan Taylor needs to wake up or he's going to be sitting on the sideline. Yeah, I think we've got precedent for it. When Le'Veon Bell sat out, it looked like it just led to a disastrous rest of his career. And you're absolutely right. The precedent has been set in terms of what we've seen. To me, unfortunately, there's just no real way around this, right? You can sit there and argue. You can have all the conference calls all you want. I'm telling you right now, when you're coming up, don't play running back in high school or college. Get to wide receiver. That's just the <laughs> only solution. Uh, it's Look, they have, in my opinion, the worst union head in sports in DeMora Smith. Um, this is not going to change. There's, there's no way around it. And, and I'll tell you another thing. It would always surprise me when guys hold out like the team's always going to change their negotiating tactic. I'm actually surprised that some of these ownership groups, not just in the NFL but in other sports, acquiesce. These are billionaires who don't need to really uh, basically give in to anybody in any situation. And for them to do that, it, it surprises me from time to time. And I don't think it's going to happen here. The Ezekiel Elliott um, Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey. These are the last big deals of the running backs, at least in the short run for the next five to 10 years. Six and a half over at DraftKings on the Colts. That feels steep, boys. Yes. Right there, six and a half. I mean, uh, to me, that number, uh, the adjustment, maybe closer to five and a half or six. Uh, I'll say this. One, you talk about switching positions. I was telling my nephew, if you're thinking about becoming a running back, you should decide to become a lefty reliever in Major League Baseball. <laughs> Just get out of football in general. You can pitch till you're 41. Secondly, I'm going to read some names, and then Amal, this is, a, this is a fun experiment. Just stop me at the Hall of Famer, and then I'll tell you what these names are. Isaiah Pacheco, Cam Akers, Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams, uh, so Sony Michelle, LeGarrette Blunt, C.J. Anderson, LeGarrette Blunt, Marshawn Lynch, Ray Rice, Amar Bradshaw, and James Starks. Those names are? They're running backs of teams that have won Super Bowls. Dustin? Mic drop? What's up? Of that list, I would say you have one Marshawn. Hall of Famer, Marshawn Lynch. I and by the way, the only reason they don't have a second... Super Bowl is because they, <laughs> they didn't, give didn't the value ball. the running back position at the goal line. First of all, my only bet in that Super Bowl was Russell Wilson plus 135, no INTs. Okay. <laughs> well, so you were bitter. <laughs> bitter is an understatement. It was cashed, essentially. I, I was dancing as soon as that ball got down to the one-yard line. I'm just like lining it up and go for it. I think that season, though, they had eight attempts on third and one or fourth and one where they did not convert them with Marshawn Lynch. But to me, there's certain plays in football you live and die with, and Marshawn Lynch from the one-yard line is one of them. I like the fact that people specifically up in new England pretend like Belichick knew what was happening there. No, he didn't. Oh, my great. man froze. My man froze like a computer on bad sites. That's what happened. That was the pinwheel spinning. He got completely lost. Should have called the timeout. Got lucky. Don't, don't forget it. Don't sleep. Dustin. Um, Damar Hamlin. Do we have the sound? We do. All right. I kind of want to hear this. Have you guys heard it? I actually have not. I, I just read the quote. Before we hear from Hamlin, literally had a heart attack. Listen, I understand doctors go to school for hundreds of years to tell you whether or not you're cleared to participate in football again. Would the two of you, having almost died on the field because of a heart issue, would you attempt another go? I, look, I said Peyton Manning when he had the neck operation, I would have never come back in football. And which transpired for DeMar Hamlin, Hamlin I would have personally walked away. I think he's the first guy who's ever died to play in the NFL. Was he legit? Was that was he that died. legit? They he, shocked him yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, no, he died. They had to bring him back. He died on a football field. Wasn't fun to watch. No. Okay. I, no, I was Go just going to say real quick. The doctors were so impressive because the one thing I remember thinking was, how did they know what it was immediately? That's what always impressed well, me. Well, no, they didn't. I think they, they went, we've ruled out this. We've ruled out this. This didn't happen, so that means it's not. But they did this in this, like, it, it was all their checks, right, in the first, like, 15 seconds, and they had to figure it out. It's yeah. crazy. As somebody that can be squeamish with others' pain, I have two requests. One, don't have a cardiac arrest while I'm watching the game. And two, don't do the Kevin Ware thing again. Because I, I still, to this day, I just remember at the bar, you remember the Louisville player mall when he snapped his leg? I remember, I wasn't looking at the time, but the reaction from people at yes. the bar was like, they all went white. 
and like they were going to throw up. So I decided moving forward, I was never going to watch and I've still never watched that replay. Okay. I, I was going to say, I've never seen that. And you're right. You see the players on the bench. The reaction was absolutely, oh, no surprise. Comeback player of the year. Big time favorite is the Bills safety and DeMar Hamlin at minus 285. Let's hear from DeMar. Man, this is a, a football. You can't you can't hit that field with no hesitation. You know what I'm saying? You put yourself in more danger by doing that. So you know what I mean? Like I said, I made the choice to play. You know, but I'm processing a thousand emotions. You know, I'm not afraid to say that. I, um, you know, it, it crosses my mind of you know being a little scared. You know, here and there. But you know, like I say, my 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 strength is rooted in my faith, and my faith is stronger than any fear. And you know, so that's that's what I that's what I want to preach up here, and that's the message I want to spread onto the world. That, you know, as long as your faith is stronger than your fears, you can get through anything. And so that's that's what I'm living by right now. Well, God better like the Bills because I know he doesn't <laughs> like the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I like I, I like how forthright he was. Uh, I think we could all agree. I think we all agree that no, we're all pulling for DeMar Hamlin. That was a terrible situation. And I, I just don't know how you go full speed and not constantly think about your ticker. Listen, Dustin Sweetelson had to check out of a radio show a couple times to go to the hospital with a bad ticker. Well, I was going to say there, there's a chance a cardiac arrest happens on this show every single day. Stop. Don't put it out there. Don't manifest. Don't <laughs> no, manifest. But, but as someone who likes to take long shots in a lot of these awards markets, I don't see how you can even bet on comeback player of the year. And by the way, there are a ton of viable candidates. You have Tua coming back from concussions, Russell Wilson coming back from being a weirdo, Brees Hall coming back from his <laughs> knee injury, Lamar Jackson coming back from being hurt last year. John Mechie beat uh, lymphoma. John Mechie beat cancer. Good, good call. He, he's 28 to one. He doesn't have a chance if DeMar Hamlin takes one snap next season. I, I think there's only two options on this entire betting board. DeMar Hamlin and John Mechie. The yeah, one I want to bet, wrong. I desperately want to bet Sam Darnold at 45 to one, but how can you even compare it to those two? First of all, that's some serious faith in Sam Darnold. Calvin Ridley at 35 to one coming he, back he, from being, a, one I, of our I can tell you right now, he could be league MVP, which he won't because he's a wide receiver. So offensive player of the year, and he's still not winning the award. The fact that we just got through a young athlete and cardiac arrest and Amal Shaw didn't go politics is a win for sharp money. It's a win for VEASAN. It's a win for everybody. Okay. All of our best 285 in the market for DeMar Hamlin, comeback player of the year. We've got Burke coming up in just a bit. We're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers, And I promise I was home in Michigan. The hype has never been more hot and legit for the Honolulu blue and silver. Is it warranted? We'll continue Sharp Money. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, trade deadline, Major League Baseball coming up 6 Eastern, so about 2 hours and 15 minutes. More trades coming hot and heavy. We'll report on those in just a bit. The big one today, of course, right as the show was starting here on VSIN, the sports betting network, that was Justin Verlander on the move. He waived his no trade from New York to Houston, so Verlander going back to where he won a ring, of course, with the Houston Astros. We'll get to the comings and goings as far as the trade deadline coming up. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, as mentioned, I'm Patrick Maher. We've got Adam Burke, who's all over it. He's going to be a little late for good reason. VSIN.com, you want to keep up on the trade deadline. Of course, Thursday, they've been working nonstop behind the scenes to get the college football betting guide ready. It's awesome. It's aw- I was shipped. I was lucky enough. I think it was you, Dustin, that forwarded me a rough copy of the, tr- of the college football betting guide, and I had a chance to go over it. You know, even if you just want to take a look at one thing, when there is such an impact as far as a new head coach bringing in a new defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, when you have such a specific impact as far as college basketball and college football, when it comes to coaching, you want to know who the new head coaches are, where they are. Mackinnon's got an article there. Also, Burke, which we'll discuss, he's talking about, remember, the NFL, we've discussed the mitigation of home field advantage. Starting to see it seep into college football as well. A great write-up in the college football betting guide on home field advantage not being what you thought it was and what it was back in the day. So that's coming up on Thursday, vcin.com slash subscribe. By the way, how did it go? Like, what what did we learn? What was July like? It's weird because July, just for us as people, you know, it's vacation in Michigan where it's always cold. It's an opportunity to go out on the boat. Lake St. Clair, like July is a great month, but it is a dead zone for sports. Now we do have a mall Shaw. We do have the uh, women's world cup going on. Yep. And you saw what happened with the U S women's national team. They escaped a nil nil, a draw against Portugal and Carly Lloyd went off on the ladies because she said the player of the match was the post because in extras, Portugal hit the post. If Portugal had scored there, the United States was going home Yep, and they were big time favorites coming into it. I got to see them a little bit. Cause I had plenty of time. You two know how much I love soccer in the final third. They just don't have creativity. This team is not going to win a world cup. And right now, if you look over at DraftKings, England's four to one, Spain's four to one and the United States is four and a half to one. I'm sorry, but the U.S. women's national team isn't in the same class this year as England and Spain. And that's just my opinion just by watching. I obviously don't watch a ton of women's soccer, but the experience I had watching the women's uh, national team this year, they just don't have the creativity in the final third. I would agree with you. This team has struggled, not at a level you would expect, and you're absolutely right. And Carly Lloyd's criticism, I think, was warranted and correct. You're not celebrating a draw. This is the U.S. women's national team that's had great success the expectation level for certain types of teams, whether it's the U.S. women's uh, soccer team or it's men's basketball in the Olympics, there's just an expectation of win it all or bust. And I, I think her reaction, in my opinion, was not out of line at all. And I don't like the pushback. You know, to me, you want to respect the players that have come before you that have kind of helped build this thing and should have mm-hmm. been something to the effect of, hey, look, we're happy to get through. We get a reset here. We'll take advantage of the opportunity and we'll continue to move forward and hope to be able to lift the trophy. Yeah, it's well put. So they'll be playing on Sunday advanced to the knockout round around a 16, just barely with the post. Okay. We do have Aaron Rodgers talking about the pressure. Did you guys see some of the leaks? So they're going to be on hard knocks 
and some of the leaks have been coming out as far as, I mean, it's a great get for HBO, getting Rodgers and getting the Jets. There's a lot of juice with the organization, of course. Uh, we've got Rodgers talking about dealing with the pressure uh, and playing in New York City, but I wanted to go here. Speaking of pressure, so heading back to Michigan, you kind of forget like how much sports means to, and you know this growing up in Ohio, Omaha, just when you're talking about temperature and you're talking about climate and seven months of the year, you're just inside waiting for something positive to happen from the lions, the red wings, the tigers, you know, you're just waiting the pistons. You're waiting for something positive to happen. Well, I can tell you the hype better be for real with the lions this year. They're a considerable. I mean, they're a favorite. They're plus 140 in division. I think the three of us like fields and like the bears at a price. We can talk about that in a second. But your second betting favorite in division in the North is Minnesota at plus 275. So you take a look at the chasm. It's plus 140 with the Lions. And look, Dan Campbell is everybody's favorite. The national shows are talking about the Lions. I know the boys from PMT just did a grit situation with Dan Campbell where he continues to be unimpressive to me. Whenever I hear him talk, like I know he's good in the locker room with the boys. But whenever he really gets into it and you listen to what he has to say, a lot of it's just empty. However, they better deliver because I can tell you right now, I said it's visceral and guttural. Not only is Michigan and Detroit Lions fans completely buying in on this team, they think it's a shoe and they win the division. And I know, for example, my father-in-law, excuse me, what is it when your mom gets married to someone new? Your stepfather? Stepfather. My okay. stepfather. I was like, hey, was congratulations just, on the marriage. Like, he's keeping a lot of stuff <laughs> And my friends. These days. But, but I wanted to give this example. His son works at Chrysler. His son's the biggest Lions fan I've ever met. His son works seven days a week, 12-hour days at Chrysler. Seven days a week, 12-hour days. He told me the only thing that matters is the Lions this year. The last playoff win, the original George Bush was our president in 91. Against Do you know the who Cowboys. the president was? Do you know who the president was before that when they won a playoff game? But Dwight you- Eisenhower. So what are we talking here? 57. I was going to say, what are we talking here between 52 and 60? 57 and 91. That's how long it took for them to win another playoff game. And exactly. They've won zero since 91. So the hype better, that's all the hype better be real. You take a look in division. They're sitting nine and a half on the win total. Fellas, look at the bottom. Now it's the Packers and the bears. I don't like the Packers this year. You guys may disagree with me. I do like the bears this year a lot, specifically in that division at four to one, love the over seven and a half. And I'll take them in division to win it at four to one. I don't disagree that I I can make an argument though, for all four teams within this division quickly. Let's start with the lions. I think the pieces are in place. This is a good football team played extremely well down the stretch. So no argument against Detroit. Minnesota's a team that had a fantastic year last year. Kirk Cousins led the National Football League and come from behind victories with eight, more than any other quarterback. Second on that list was Tom Brady with five. You look at the, uh, excuse me, the Green Bay Packers. I don't think Jordan Love's going to be that good. But, guys, if he turns out to be a pretty decent quarterback, the pieces around him are still very solid despite the down year last year. Two years ago, they were right on the cusp of getting to a Super Bowl, even though Aaron Rodgers was the starting quarterback. And then, finally, the Chicago Bears. They added a number one receiver in D.J. Moore, who's had three, three consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. They bring in um, the kid out of Tennessee right at offensive tackle. That'll be an upgrade. The running game I'm a little bit concerned with, but Justin Fields played well down the stretch. I know people there. Justin Fields to me seems like the most polarizing player right now in the NFL. Either people are in the camp of he's going to be great or he's going to be terrible. Um, I want to see how he does in the second year there. And when you look at this team, I think they've got a lot of room for improvement and week one, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of great games and everything, but the most important game in my estimation is between Green Bay and Chicago. I know the Bears won their first game against the Niners last year, but this is a division opponent, and you get an opportunity to see really legitimately where the Bears are. Good call. Big guy? Well, I think the Lions have the best roster, but that doesn't really mean much to me. They should not be as short as they are. Correct. That is the key. It's it's the mispricing of them as this super short plus 140 favorite 
in the NFC North when there are other viable candidates. If you like the Lions, you might as well wait. I don't think it's going to be as easy for them to win this division if they do so as plus 140 would indicate. I think you get a better number if they stumble a little bit out of the gates and maybe they figure it out as the season goes on. I think the, the Bears are absolutely worth a flyer. I'm very intrigued by the moves they made. And I think we're all kind of overrating the Vikings falling apart right now without Dalvin Cook. I think Kevin O'Connell's a really good coach. I think Kirk Cousins is remarkably consistent for a guy who gets absolutely bagged on by everyone. And I just want to remind you all of a Maya Angelou quote. When people show you who they are, believe them. And the Detroit Lions, for Patrick Maher's entire life, have shown him and everyone in Michigan that they are nothing but a disappointment and will continuously let you down. You know what Detroit Lions fans are? You mentioned stepfathers. They are the children with a divorced parent and the let's say the father in this instance always makes promises. I'm going to take you to the carnival. We're going to go shop and get new shoes. I'll take you to the ball game. And over and over again that father never shows up. That is who (laughs) the Detroit Lions are. The Detroit Lions are parallel to the Michigan Wolverines. You mentioned one playoff win in 57 and a playoff win in 91. Michigan's won a national title in 97 and 48. They both align 30 minutes apart. Way to stay in uh, step for step with each other. Green Bay, Chicago, week one. I'm all mentioned it. It's two and a half. DraftKings went the three. Bet the two and a half. I think it's going to close three. I, Chicago covers that number. Hey, quickly on Mayu Angelou. I was hoping she would be brought up at some point in my first show back. Uh, that's your favorite quote from her? What would be your second favorite? Oh, I just found out she's a her. <laughs> yes, Mayu Angelou was very much uh, a female. Okay. Interesting way to end the hour. And big guy, you have what you learned over the month of July coming up in just a bit. Also, more trades. The trade deadline's coming up. We'll get you updated next here, Sharp Money. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.